Hello and welcome to our first podcast episode of Habits for Happiness with me, Charlotte, and the other co-founder of Unwind Club, Hannah. This is a podcast that will help upgrade your everyday life, unwind your mind, and make space for a happier you. Within the past couple of years, we've both changed the way we live our lives in living a more holistic, overall balanced lifestyle, which has led to launching our own social wellness community, Unwind Club. Unwind Club is all about how to live a happy, balanced life. And over these years, we've picked up lots of interesting ways to incorporate happiness into our lives from the people we've met along the way. Today, on our first episode, we thought the perfect person to speak to would be Krishma, who we go way back with to the start of our Unwind Club journey. And she is a holistic entrepreneur, and we have a lot to learn from her. And we're so happy that she's here today to share some of her wisdom with you guys. Definitely. So welcome, Krishma, to the podcast. We're so pleased to have you. <laughs> perfect. Thanks for having me on. It's It's been a very interesting journey together. I think we've shared this unwind club and holistic health journey for a long time so it's really exciting to be doing this oh no thank you thank you for coming on um we'd love to start just well if you could just explain your beginning of your wellness journey and how you ended up having that as a career path yeah perfect so in a way I was I was thinking about this when you mentioned the podcast and strangely I think my wellness journey start, started when I was very very young because I grew up in Kenya. I grew up in a very natural, holistic way. We were quite religious back in the days. We lived in a very calm, chilled out community. You know, we used to eat very healthy homemade food. I didn't even know there was a concept of stress at the time that was never exposed to us. So I think I grew up in a very wellness driven community. But unlike today, where it's very intentional, wellness driven um, sort of lifestyle, Back then, it was just natural. It was just how things happened. And I think um, getting to my teenage years, I moved from Kenya to the UK. So from a very relaxed, you know, wellness-driven lifestyle, I sort of ended up in a bit more stressful environment. I was living in London for university, so very fast-paced life and things. So I think it, I moved from one extreme to the complete other extreme. And that's when I didn't even realize that things were going downhill that was just living the moment as I was so you know I was drinking more coffee just to stay up I was just going out and drinking a bit of alcohol I was you know with my friends a lot more and kind of getting into very intense exercise and all these things not realizing that I'm to cover for loneliness or not being in that nurtured environment of mine I was getting myself into lifestyle habits that you know, oh, I'm just having a casual cup of coffee with my friends. Oh, we'll have another cup of coffee. These sort of things were forming habits at sort of teenage and my early 20s without me even realizing that they were affecting my wellness as such. Mm-hmm. And it was not till my mid-30s when a lot of these things started hitting me back where during COVID, I lost someone very close to me. And um, I think it just, all of this stuff that had piled on for a very long time crashed and suddenly every symptom you could imagine, you know, skin rashes, insomnia, and all these other bits um, sort of hit into my life. But then again, from a spiritual perspective, I truly believe that when you go through a down phase, there's going to be an up phase. And there's, there's always going to be that silver lining in your dark cloud. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, just out of interest, I was studying holistic health at the time. And in this journey, I kind of, when I was going through my crash period, it's like, the things I was learning were almost answers to my questions at the time. I was like, 
Why did I lose this person so close to me? Um, you know, what do I do to get my sleep back in life? Because I physically cannot get myself to sleep. Um, you know, why am I getting all these skin rashes? So it's almost like a reincarnation of the wellness journey from a traditional and holistic perspective that came back into my life. And so I almost say in the first parts of my life, wellness was just something that happened. And I was so lucky um, to be brought up in a wellness driven environment. But post mid thirties, I had to think more about wellness and more actively, you know, engage in a lifestyle that brings wellness into my life. So that's kind of how wellness has come into my life. Um, the journey to to being a wellness driven, you know, holistic entrepreneur also came in a similar way. Um, my background is that I'm a chartered accountant. I've always worked in external audit or some sort of finance driven role. Um, but then I think as I was learning all of these holistic health sort of nuggets of wisdom or like picking out all this treasure, I started sharing it with my friends and my family and my neighbors. And suddenly they're like, oh, what was that tea you made? It made me feel so good. Or what was that thing you were eating or drinking? And suddenly it almost went back to my old days where it was a community thing where people would come over and we would all say, I would say, oh, you know, are you going through X, Y, Z symptom? Maybe you should try this herb or botanical. Maybe you should avoid having coffee. Maybe you should. And so I almost became this sort of advisor, not, not, like extremely qualified or trained to do it but just based on my own experience I started sharing what I was learning and I think that's when I saw that you know more people need to be eating and drinking this more people need to be learning about this and I still wasn't ready to give up on my finance skill set I'm generally a very entrepreneurial person mm -hmm. so life somehow rolled itself into bringing wellness into my career um, and I think now getting to 40 is when it, all the puzzle pieces are coming together where my finance and business knowledge, my holistic health knowledge, my personal lifestyle is all coming together. And I think just living a more wellness driven lifestyle, I have a better connect to my intuition and I know what's right for me and I know what my purpose is. And it's sort of, it's that wise old wise person coming out in me and sort of luckily matching my holistic lifestyle with my um, career um so that's how wellness has sort of come into my life gone out and then come back in again yeah that's such an interesting way that it's kind of gone full circle and you found your way back to it mm. and you probably have more of appreciation for it than you even did when you were in Kenya yeah this is it and I'm currently in Kenya at the moment um on holiday with my family and it's, it's so interesting how I'm bringing it back to them as well, because culturally there's been so many shifts and changes. So it's I feel like it's one of those things that's always moving. And I feel like we really need to be aware and not take things for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, things can once be like this and then suddenly change. And awareness is so key to wellness. I mean, I'm sure you talk about this a lot. The first step is awareness. If you don't have that, you know, awareness and that connect to yourself, you can say everything or do everything a holistic person would recommend and you won't really connect with it. So coming back here almost in Kenya, I'm suddenly this doesn't work like how it used to in my when I was growing up here. So it's it's an interesting journey almost going full circle and then coming back to starting point now. Mm. So interesting. It really is. And I have to say, I mean, you just I can't even believe you you said that you're 40 you look about you look younger than us <laughs> like so 
that she has because she looks amazing and it's, yeah, funny, it's, really funny, it's funny you say this because I'm on this journey to like rewind my brain health so in the last like year I've been doing all these activities and eating and drinking all these strange weird things <laughs> to rewind my brain health and I'm convinced my brain is sharper now than it was two years ago so really? thank you oh. <laughs> You need to tell us about that yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> Can you go on to your first habit um, of happiness, please? Yeah, so I'm going to kind of go back into, I love Chinese medicine, and I feel like this is a good point to introduce, lightly introduce a concept. It's a very deep concept, but from a, in a nutshell, so there's this concept of the Jing, and the Jing basically is like your battery power in life. So some people are born with more battery power because they're born in good condition. Like, you know, there's not that much stress in the environment. There's not people smoking around. And some people naturally are born with less battery power because of the conditions they've been in while they were in their mother's womb. But this concept of Jing is really useful because for me, wellness is retaining that Jing and keeping that Jing energy powered up in your life. So if you want to put a visual context to this, think about a clay pot. And the amount of water in there is your life energy. It's your battery power for life. Now, if you have, if you're exposed to things like sex, too much um, excessive sex, too much alcohol, stress, drugs, things like that, they poke holes in your pot. So the more of those holes you get, the water keeps running out through those holes and you're losing your life, like energy, your battery power for life. And so in Chinese medicine, that concept is called Jing. So one of the first tips I would say is, what are these drainers of energy power in your life? Always think, do I have lifestyle habits that are draining my life force, my energy? And think about it like battery. If we attach a battery to a very high power consuming, you know, machine or something, it'll run out of battery power really, really fast. So an example is a stressful, high paced job. Your jing, your battery will run out really, really fast. Whereas if you have like a consistent flow to your battery where, you know, you're doing moderate paced lifestyle and things like that, you'll run out less of this jing, this life power of yours. So always be alert in life and have reflection times. For example, in my life currently, I feel like um, I'm really excited about my business and I'm growing it and all this is happening. But when you talked about this podcast, I started reflecting back on it. I'm like, is this my Jing utilizer? Is this taking a lot more of my life battery power than it should be doing? And I think being aware of this concept of Jing being life battery, you're aware of what are your lifestyle habits rather than, you know, going out for one late night, having a few drinks, this, that, it's not bad. Is it becoming a habit? Are you doing it every weekend? And think about what lifestyle habits are then using up this life of yours very fast and that's when the awareness leads to the action and then say maybe I should just go out once a month and have a little drink up with my friends and I don't need to do this every week so reflect on what you think is draining your life you know sometimes it could be things like socializing with a particular friend or a particular family member is meeting this person making me feel very drained out every single time that's a hole in your pot. It's taking away your life force. So be aware of what lifestyle habits and you know rituals you're getting into that are filling your pot with water and which ones are draining them out. Um, 
So I think that would be number one. Yeah. Number two would be think of this concept of yin and yang. I love Chinese medicine, as you could probably tell. But yin and yang is a concept we've talked about before as well. And it's about this balance. You should never have too much of one thing. So yin being calming, cooling, relaxing, you know, kind of um, not like stable um, sort of lifestyle and yang being the movement, the active lifestyle and things. Now, if you go too extreme on one, like if you live too yin a lifestyle, you're quite sedative, you don't really leave home much, that's derogatory. Your yang lifestyle is the active lifestyle, on the other hand. I overdid the yang lifestyle too much, you know, high intensity exercise, caffeine, alcohol, all these powering, uplifting things are yang energy. So always think, what are the components of my life that are active, energy consuming? And, you know, they are still good. You must do them. And then what are the end components of my life that are kind of calming, you know, doing a yoga session, going for a walk in nature, and always be aware that there has to be this certain balance of these that you have to sort of retain. So you, it's never going to be perfectly balanced, but the flux should not be too extreme. So think about both components of your lifestyle and then try and balance it as much as you can. So you I mean, don't just go for yoga every day and walk in nature and sleep all day. It's not going to work. But then again, don't have a high stressful lifestyle, drink loads of coffee. So keep these things in check and balance. And it kind of goes back to reflection and awareness again. Take time to analyze your life, write it down on a piece of paper, and then sort of try and see which ones you need to adjust where. And yeah. it's not always going to be balanced. No one's life is ever bad. I had a coach, um, Nam Singh, and he always said, this concept of balance is the strangest thing because no one ever lives a balanced life. Mm. It has to be a, a flux life, but within you know, a, a certain level rather than too extreme on each side. Yeah. So that would be tip two. I think that's I think, really interesting, actually, because it's yeah. like, yeah, you have to sort of, like you said, think of one, one thing to so say like, you know, drinking coffee, but then to the opposite would be like, I don't know, have more relaxing herbal teas, something like that. So you've always got to think of the one thing instead of, yeah, sort of, I I think it's easier, easier said than done when you don't actually think of the things that are stressing you out. That's, that's the exact point, because I, I get carried away thinking, oh, I'm living really healthy and things. And suddenly I'm like, I'm having too much mint tea and it's effective. You know, all these things kind of plain. And that's why I say, take a piece of paper, write these things down, you know, put a, a line across and say yin and yang. If you do a bit more research on this, you the concept gets more, you, you know, you can do like yin and yang foods and it'll yeah. give you a list of what foods are yin and yang. So very spicy food is very yang. Very cooling food like the mint tea would be yin. So kind of like, almost how we make graphs, you know, or we analyze our costs and expenses in life. Think yeah. about it that way and put the tables together and you might realize that what you thought wasn't the case, which is which is really, I think, really important to do and definitely easier said than done. But I think you ladies are very good at kind of putting these things together in journals and things. So I think get some of these concepts in these the journals and assess your life every so often. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's incredible how fast you'll notice the differences once you start incorporating these things. And it's also incredible how the easier things are the more impactful things. 
you know, for me, I was like drinking so much coffee all the time. And I'm, I wouldn't say it's easy to stop coffee, but it's easy to identify that that's what I was doing wrong. Let me work around finding alternatives. It's not like that whole meditate for five hours and go to like an ashram and eat Ayurvedic food and stuff. I mean, it's amazing if you could do that. But these small things will have a very, very big impact um, before you know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess you can apply it to things that are like more lifestyle. Like, for example, yeah. if you're um, if you're socializing a lot, then balancing that out with some time on your own and just having yeah. that balance, I think. Absolutely. I think that's what it is. Some people think if you want to go in a holistic lifestyle, you have to go into all these ex extreme, like, you know, botanicals and elixirs and tons of meditation. And all. Holistic lifestyle starts with the small steps. If you don't get those first easy steps right, it's really difficult to do the other bits. Yeah. And um, I think that's what we need to remember. It's not extreme um, changes. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's super key and then the last point I would have is that it's a multifaceted approach I think you, your your point really leads me into that last point where don't I think some people get very extreme on one thing so they're like okay I'm going I'm, I'm a holistic health coach I'm going to be really good about my nutrition and you know I'm going to make sure it's all perfect I'm going to have heating foods cooling foods you know fiber you can get really drained into one but then if your other elements are not in balance you're never really going to get there. So think about stress, think about exercise and activity, think about personal and social connections. You know, sometimes these sort of things can have a very, very impactful, um, you know, effect on your life. So never over-focus on one side. Always remember that something small like having, you know, a really annoying neighbor stressing you out every day can actually be very draining. So what are the things we can do to balance this sort of stuff out? And it's multifaceted, never focus on just one thing. Holistic is, you know, the whole picture. Yeah, I love that. There's something really, um, I don't know what the word is, but kind of whenever you talk about the Chinese medicine aspects and all of those kind of things, it all just makes so much sense to I know, me. It, it just, does. it kind of, it puts thoughts that I might have already thought at some point but not properly understood or like understood the concepts of and when you explain them it's just it just makes so much sense yeah I and agree. you just feel like also it can apply to absolutely anyone's life so all of the things you've said I think anyone listening to this hopefully can can definitely try and do some of those because I think there are so many different ways that you can apply all of those three things you've said mm. it's so interesting yeah. and it's, I agree with you example. sorry go on Oh no, sorry. I was just gonna say there's there's just so many different if if they're struggling to think of examples and stuff. There's so many online if you mm. literally just search um on, Yin and Yang, on yeah, on, yeah on Pinterest and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I think this is the thing. Like, I think first you have to just understand the general concept and find it interesting and see that it links. Because if you go too deep into it, it seems a bit scary. It doesn't make sense. So it's always good to get a generic understanding from a very basic level. Mm -hmm. And then once it catches your interest, it's one of those things which you can't stop learning about. And, you know, that's exactly what I say. This is planting the seedlings by giving the basic information. But anyone can water the plant and grow it because 
then it's curiosity. Use your curiosity to feed your soul. Um, it's just so nice when you can self-learn and you suddenly read an article on something and you say, that makes so much sense now. And you yeah. know, you always have this eureka moment where life was so obvious, but it's not. Yeah, and I always say our ancestors knew more than we do. Yeah. And I remember when um, the workshop that you did for us all those months ago was um, you talked a lot about yin and yang. And I remember being like really interested in it afterwards. And like, yeah. I think every day I'd get up and kind of be assessing which side my day was leaning more towards and like whether I needed to change something. So um, it, it just makes so much, it, it makes so much sense. If you're putting your body under too much stress, it needs to have that balance of yep. doing something of, of the opposite. We all, yeah. I think we all sort of, it's so easy not to live a balanced life I feel like everyone in their set routines and especially you know their jobs and stuff like that they don't really have a choice sometimes to a particular lifestyle but it's actually just thinking if I'm doing this too much or if I'm you know stressing myself or even the travel to work can be stressful every day people are working in in London you know you know what rush hour was like on a train they don't realize the stress that is putting actually yeah. body and thinking what can I do that's relaxing and um yeah. and you've actually brought forward a really good point because I, the other thing is societal impact because I feel like society praises some of the negative effects like if you're working like a dog and earning lots of money it'll almost be like wow you're an amazing person and my thought process now is having gone more into the holistic world I've become less sensitive to what society expects of me and more sensitive to what I need from my body and my life. And, you know, like I had a decent career as a chartered accountant, I was qualified, I'd worked around the world, all of that. And suddenly I was like, you're going in food business. I mean, are you going back to the kitchen again? And you get all these questions which make you self-doubt your principles. That temptation to go back into this extremely stressful, busy environment is so high. And I think in today's world, it's harder to go against that. And, you know, it takes brave decisions. You know, if you're making a decision to say, I've had it, I'm moving out of this neighborhood because I don't want to be taking the train every day. I'd rather walk to work. And everyone will question you saying, oh, this is really expensive. You've lived here your whole life or, you know, your mom lives. There's going to be a lot of opposition to making your life correct and sadly, that's more of a Jing utilizer. It does take it out of you. And so you have to have the confidence and the knowledge that it's not a wrong decision. Society judges decisions in a different way. People don't know these concepts that we're talking about and the impact it can have on one's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So making all these changes, it's easy me saying, you know, look at your yin and yang lifestyle. And then suddenly, for example, for me, it was like, I really need to stop drinking so much coffee all the time. Every time we're having a mom's morning and at this meeting and at that meeting, it's coffee all the time. So I was this awkward person. I've actually stopped drinking alcohol now as well. So I've just done the whole holiday period not drinking alcohol and things. And suddenly everyone's like, stop being such a bore. You're just being crazy. You know? So society is not very easy when it comes to change. It's not always supportive. So the two tips I can give you is one, always know, be in tune with yourself and know that you're doing the right thing for yourself. But two, find a supportive community around you. You know, get friends who get like my holistic health community is my family, you know, I talk to them like these people are crazy. They want me to take all these drugs because I can't sleep. They'll get me and they'll say, you know what? You're on the right track. Mm-hmm. This will take longer, but it will work. Mm-hmm. You know, 
also be careful who you interact with and what impact they have in your life. Because the other thing, there's one thing it's hard enough moving your lifestyle to a more holistic way. The second thing is made more difficult by society expectations. And sadly, they're contrary to holistic lifestyle in many cases. Yeah. So just be aware that everyone's not going to say, wow, she's doing the right thing. This is incredible. We'll support you through this journey. It's more likely to be the other way around. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Do you have any examples? I'm just thinking back to the, is it Jing? Is that how you say it? Yes, the Jing. Do you have any more examples of the um, ways you, the positive sides of that? Because I know yep. we've talked about some of the drainers, but do you have any specific ideas that people could try for the opposite yeah so basically for the, for jing one of the things is i like to use a lot of herbs and things like that which help so actually i'll go back to this one think of this pot which has um the water that's leaking so one concept is fill in the holes so if you're drinking a lot of alcohol or if you're engaging in excessive sex or things like those are the examples they give can you fill in these holes by reducing those factors so the water doesn't keep leaking out of there? So reducing the factors that are draining the life force is kind of a big thing. The second thing is more, there's a lot of herbs and foods that can be consumed and eaten that help replenish this jing force. So a couple of them are like in Chinese medicine, they say the black foods. So like black sesame seeds and things like that are quite helpful. And then there are a couple of herbs that are really, really good at um, what they call replenishing or maintaining your jing, your life force. So one of them, for example, is called Hoshivu. I think before you get a lot into the details, of, there's a lot of herbs and things that, and foods that you could eat. I don't want to get too far into this just because some people, Chinese medicine never has a one solution for all. So I want to be really sensitive as to who might be listening, who might try out what. I would almost say research foods and lifestyle habits, particularly herbs that help replenish Jing or that support the Jing. And once you find them out, research them. Is this suitable for me? Is this not? What time of the day should I be having it? But there's a lot of things that you can input in your body that will help support this Jing. So one would be block the holes, so stop the leaks. And two would be then fill the, fill the water again with that life power which is where the herbs and botanicals and things come in. Um, the most obvious one I can think of currently is Hoshavu. Um, but I think research into this, for anyone that's interested, either research into this, or at some point, if you'd like, we can do a whole chapter on this because there's like Grimania and there's all these um, dark, dark foods are really good, black foods, I mean, which are very good for that. And so that's probably a very deep chapter to dive into. But okay. a bit of research and we can always have a future part two in this yeah absolutely so, great question though just with the with the herbs would you um recommend and we can also put this um on our instagram and stuff like that but just in terms of um using it as a tea because that's quite easy to sort of intake or would yeah. you recommend more putting it in food the, so like basically with the herbs and stuff um in chinese medicine the black they tend to make elixirs so elixirs are very cleverly um designed drinks because if you have too many of the black ones the black ones are more downward energy so it kind of you could end up with like a bit of diarrhea or like all the energy moves downwards and then you have the uplifting energy ones which kind of does the opposite effect 
So a good elixir would be well-designed where it would have the upward energy and the downward energy. Um, there's a couple of really good elixirs that I make that I can share with you um, later on to put into your um, Instagram and things where it balances out the upward energy and the downward energy. So for example, we use a, a herb called Romania, which is a very uplifting, you know, energizing kind of herb. And then we use another one, um, which is like downward and black. So I think it's good to get balances rather than, so there are obviously the more relaxing teas. So if you think stress, for example, is affecting your lifestyle, there's the chamomile tea, there's the chrysanthemum tea, kind of those cooling downward teas. And then for uplifting, you know, even even adding a bit of ginger and things to your thing is quite a nice um, heaty, fiery thing. But I think with the herbs, you have to really exercise a lot of caution to make sure that the formula is right and it's right for you, because the formula that you should have may not be right for me. Mm -hmm. So I think generally, if you're going into something like that, it's probably best to like either do a lot of good research mm -hmm. and perhaps ideally, you know, one thing is, there is so much help available on this that's completely free. If you go to like a lot of the good Chinese medicine herbal shops and things, they would able, be able to help you design more bio uh, formulations that wouldn't that would have a very positive effect on you. And I think it's always good when you're looking at herbs and things. There's the generic ones which we can always use. But when you want to get into these really deep Jing enhancing herbs and things, there is so much help available. And if you go to like a good Chinese medicine, um, you know, shop or something, they'd be more than happy. In fact, they're extremely enthusiastic to say, this is really good, this will do this and don't have this and don't have that. And I think once you start looking for the right thing, you will find it. Mm. Um, so I, I would advise almost working with the experts on something like that. And then I guess you can ask them specific things about your your case and yeah you know, I think it's more appropriate to do and more effective because the mm -hmm. the results you'll see will be more yeah. targeted towards your goals yeah. um, and then you can also always work with a holistic health coach so I always say never underestimate fee, uh, food you know like black sesame seeds and things like that are really really good for um is the kidney energy that's linked to the jing so you know I'm I'm quite sure that we can all Google something and find something that we can practically use um, to charging energy. So eat the right foods, have the right herbal um, supplements, and then fill in the holes and you'll maintain your jing for a long This is how in like back in Chinese culture, they always used to live 110 years and 100 and something years. Jing was the life force that they retained. Mm, so interesting. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I think yeah, maybe we need to do a whole a whole episode. Yeah, on Chinese. I would love to do that. I would absolutely. I find it so interesting. So it's just it's like you said that it just goes way back in the times. This is what they used to do. Yeah. There are so many, and also there are so many treasure chests to open up that you know we can just uncover things as we go. Maybe make an elixir and talk about all the properties and things. So it's a very fun um, thing to explore further, and I'm sure many of your listeners will be very interested in that. So yeah. I mean. I encourage people to use their curiosity to study, to talk to people. Chinatown has some very nice um, herbal shops and things. And so just explore and kind of use use that to your advantage. Mm. You're yeah. so no knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah. Learning. Every day is learning. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we just have the three quick fire questions left for you, if you'd be happy to answer those. So question one is, what is the motto that you live by? 
I think the motto that I live by is continuous learning. No one has ever learned enough. And I mean, you could be a 90 year old saint living somewhere and you're still learning something. Yeah. Um, I always like to study. I always like to learn new things. There's never going to be a time when you don't have to learn. Yeah. So I don't true. think anyone has learned as much as you, Chris. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you need to talk to the people who taught me full of wisdom. <laughs> um, the second question um I mean you've kind of already said this but um what advice would you give somebody who wants to live who wants to incorporate more of a well-being balanced lifestyle you've kind of already said it in the podcast but just to yeah, sum up <laughs> I think in a sum up it would be reflect on your lifestyle and learn how it is it's not until you reflect like even for me today people think oh you know she's understands all this and when it came to this podcast I had to reflect on it and realize that I was out of balance so reflection time is really important because unless you're aware you can't fix something so reflection and awareness are more important than anything else because you can always work on something after you know it yeah so that's very good advice and last question um what's one piece of advice you'd offer to our listeners who are on a journey to nurture habits for lasting happiness? I would say start small. Don't try to fix everything and drastically change your life in one go. I mean, it took me forever to go from that bad dip to be speaking to you today, you know, and things go front and back, front and back. Don't stop your forward um, direction just because you've gone back 10 steps, keep it going it's really easy to give up because there's so many tempting quick fixes in this world. Um, You know, I could have taken drugs to get my insomnia sorted and things. And it was so easy so many times to say, oh my God, I was able to sleep last week, but it's all gone again. This is so painful. Take those small steps. You will go back, but you will go forward as well. And it might take a while. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's good advice. It's such good advice. Well, I do think I'm ready to turn 40 this year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Honestly, you I can literally speak to you all evening, all day. You're just so inspiring. You are. There's so much to learn from you. I feel like whenever we leave a conversation with you, we're always like, wow. thank you it's so much so so much fun connecting with you all because it's you know when you when you talk to people are actually interested and I mean you guys are so lovely to speak with and I'm honored to be on your first podcast it's thank you so much much. (laughs) and yes um I mean we'll have to get you on again um I know that our listeners will love us love you as much as we love you (laughs) so yes we'd love to get you on again and thank you for all the listeners um please don't forget to like share and subscribe if you enjoy the podcast but hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye.